Hello everyone. Hey, Pastor Terry here and welcome to Summit Church Fenton's Midweek Bible Study. I'm so glad you've joined me this evening. And hey, uh, tonight I'm going to talk about a subject that all of us have to deal with. It's handling pressure. Handling pressure. And, uh, you know, uh, with all that's going on in the country right now with the COVID and, and the economy and everything, you know, a lot of people are under a lot of pressure. So I, I want to go into the Word of God and just see what, what the Word of God has to say to us about handling pressure. You know, um, when I think of pressure, one thing I think about are sporting events, you know, and, uh, you know, you, you probably, like myself, you've been watching different sporting events and, you know, I typically watch golf, you know, particularly the major tournaments and, and, uh, you know, a, a golfer will come down to a very important shot. And, you know, a lot of times you'll hear the announcer say, you know, can he handle the pressure uh, of, the, of the moment? And, you know, uh, some people deal better with pressure than others. And, you know, the, the people that do deal better, the athletes, you know, that deal better with pressure, they're far more successful than the athletes who who don't deal well with pressure. And, you know, pressure is a funny thing. It does strange things to people. And, uh, you know, I, I've watched, because, you know, I've, I've the, the sport that I'm most involved with over the years or that I follow most closely is golf. But, of course, you know, I like tennis and others, other sports as well. But in any sport, you know, pressure. And I've watched golfers already who, uh, you know, uh, they'll be on the practice range and, uh, and I've, I've dealt with it myself, you know, go out on the practice range and just hit golf balls. Just, 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 just almost perfect. But something happens when you step on onto that first tee, you know, and it seems like that fairway, you know, gets real narrow. And, uh, you know, when you're over on the practice grounds it's real easy to hit good shots but you step on that first tee and uh something strange happens but what was really strange that happens is when you step on the first tee in a in a big tournament i mean the pressure and then you just think about as you go along and then you get yourself into contention and it comes down to the to the end of the tournament you're right there you know you know, where you have a chance to win. And I mean, the pressure just mounts and mounts and mounts. And, and, uh, you know, again, pressure does strange things to people. You know, there's a lot of people that, that, that shy away from pressure. Uh, I know when I was younger and I played, played, uh, uh, golf more so, you know, competitive golf when I was younger, uh, there was just something about it that, you know, I, I enjoyed out just out playing, playing for fun. But, you know, when, when I'd get in those tournaments, uh, you know, that pressure, I, I, just to be honest with you, I didn't really enjoy the, the pressure of it. But, uh, but pressure is real. It's something we all deal with. Now I've used the example of, of golf and sports, but, you know, uh, that's one thing. That's a game. But the pressures of life, we all have to deal with them and there's no escaping them. And we're, we're gonna, we're gonna have to deal with pressure or we're gonna succumb to it. And so, uh, let's get into the Word and see what the Word of God has to say about dealing with pressure. 
Acts 10.38. Let's turn to Acts 10.38. You know, uh, we've been using this on Sunday mornings. I, I'm teaching a series on Jesus' healing crusades. And we're looking at the, the life of the Lord Jesus Christ and his healings and miracles and, and all of that. We're using this as our, our key Bible verse for that. But it fits right in here how God, Acts 10.38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Now, I want to center in, because I've said a lot about this verse on Sunday mornings, but I want to center in on this word oppressed. Healing all who were oppressed of the devil. And, you know, we when we think about Jesus going around healing people, you know, we think about him healing blind people and, you know, healing deaf people and healing crippled people and, and, and all of that uh, and casting demons out of people. And, and we've been looking at that on Sunday mornings. But what I want to do here this evening is look at this word oppressed. Notice the, the, the root word of there, I guess you'd say root word or the, the main part of that word is pre- oppressed, but think of press press and and well there you have it pressure pressure and so jesus certainly will heal us from you know any sickness or any disease but he also will uh, help us and deliver us and help us through pressure through pressure he went about doing good and healing all who were oh pressed of the devil. Now, let me teach you something about the devil. Uh, he will put pressure on you. He likes to put the devil's the, the devil's a creep. I have no use for him. He likes to watch people. He likes to put pressure on people and then watch them squirm. That's that's the kind of creep the devil is. He likes to put pressure on people and watch them squirm. You know what I mean? Uh and he likes to watch people under pressure and, and, and in turmoil. But you see, Jesus went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. And, and uh, that word press again, pressure. We get, we can see pressure in there. And, and, you know, pressure is something that can be heavy. Oh my goodness. It can be so heavy and, and weight people down. And, and Jesus, one about healing all of those who we could say it this way who who have been put under the pressure of the devil. So let's see more specifically, you know, uh, how Jesus uh, w- delivers people from pressure. Some things the Bible has to say about dealing with pressure, and we'll see how Jesus. I'm going to close this message tonight. We're going to look at how Jesus Himself dealt with pressure. But uh, let's go to uh, Mark, the fourth chapter. Mark, the fourth chapter, verses 14 through 17. Uh, you know, whenever somebody makes a decision to do something for God, the devil will always come immediately and start pressuring that person concerning the, the decision they've made for the Lord. Now, we see here in Mark 4, verse 14, Jesus said, he's teaching the parable of the sower, and he says, the sower sows the word. And these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. And then he goes in verse 16 and says, These likewise are the ones sown on stony ground, who, when they've heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness. But watch this. 
They have no root in themselves and endure only for a time. Afterward, when tribulation or persecution arises. See, now that tribulation and persecution, that's pressure. And where does that pressure come from? It comes from the devil. And and so when somebody makes a decision uh, to do something for the Lord, the devil will come immediately and pressure that person concerning that decision to see if they, if the devil can get that person to back off that decision. And, 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 and notice what the Bible says here in verse 17 says that when, when tribulation and persecution arises, you know, a person's made a decision to, they've heard the word of God. They've made a decision to, to, to do something with it. The devil comes immediately and pressures that person. And right here it says that this group of people immediately stumble. And, and another way of translating it is they quickly fall away. Uh, they succumb to the pressure. And I've watched this again and again over the many years of, of pastoring and dealing with people. And it's happened to me myself where I, you know, people are, are, I've done it myself, will make a decision to serve God or to do something for the Lord. And then, you know, you, they, they get into it. And it, at first it's just, we're all we're glad about doing it. And, but, but we get into that, whatever that, that decision is. And then here comes the devil and he'll use circumstances, circumstances and situations. And that pressure will mount and it'll get stronger and stronger and stronger. And, and like I said earlier, pressure is, is, is weight. It's weight. I mean, it can just weigh you down. It can make you sick. I mean, I've been under pressure different times in my life where it just, there's financial, I mean, financial pressure. Think about that. I mean, that's, that's almost like in a league of its own. Uh, I've watched so many people over the years under so much financial pressure. Uh, that's a terrible thing. And it just weight you down. And, uh, uh, but, Again, uh, I've watched people over the years, done it myself, make a decision to serve the Lord. Here comes the devil. Here comes the weight of that pressure that he'll use circumstances and things to, what's his goal? The devil's goal is to get us to back off of the word of God and our decision. And I've watched many people do that. And I've, I've even succumbed to pressure myself. So let's don't succumb to the devil's pressure. Let's, uh, let, let's trust Jesus to, uh, deliver us from the devil's pressure or help us through it, help us endure it. And, uh, so let's look at some things now that will help us from the word of God, uh, that will help us to handle pressure. Now, uh, if you go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, uh, you know, the apostle Paul is writing to the church in Corinth. And he makes this statement here in uh, 2 Corinthians 4. We'll start in verse 8. And he says, uh, we are hard pressed on every side. Well, there's that, that word pressed. Pressure. We could read it this way. We are under pressure on all sides, from all sides. Paul was, was hard pressed. He was under pressure. He was serving the Lord. And uh, there was pressure that the devil had put on him. He said, we're under, we're under pressure. We're hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We're perplexed, but not in despair. We're persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed. So, you know, he's under pressure, 
But you can see that this man, the Apostle Paul, is not going to succumb to it. And again, I, I have watched a lot of people and even done it myself where they'll succumb to pressure and, and, and they don't handle pressure very well. And well, I want to teach you how to handle pressure well here. The Apostle Paul knew how to handle pressure and he knew how to handle it well. And, uh, you can see right there he's got a good attitude. One thing you're going to need to have if you're going to, uh, uh, handle pressure properly is a good attitude. Okay, you're just going to have to have a good attitude. He, he said, all this stuff's against me, but he said, I'm not crushed. I'm not perplexed. Uh, I'm not going to be in despair. Uh, I, I, I'm being pressured, persecuted, pressed on every side, but I know God hasn't forsaken me. He, he said, I've been struck down and this guy got beat up a lot, but he said, I'm not destroyed. So you're going to have to have a good attitude. So right there, let's just say that to, 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 to deal with pressure, you're going to have to have a good attitude. And, and you know, actually, uh, you know, there's some people thrive on pressure. You know, I think about the great golfer, Jack Nicklaus. I mean, one reason that he was so good at golf among many others now, but, but I think the thing that stood at the top of the list for him is he, he thrived on pressure while the other golfers were, would get under pressure and they'd shy away from it. I mean, Jack Nicholas would say, you know, this is why I'm out here. I love the pressure. I love the pressure of the moment. And so uh, let, let, let's get to a point in our lives that we don't succumb to pressure, but we are like Paul here when the devil pressures us, you know, we say, hey, devil, bring it on. I, I, I've got Jesus. He's, he's delivered me from your pressure and, 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 and I'm, I'm going to not succumb to it, but, but with Jesus' help, we're going to, going to overcome the pressure. Amen. So let's get in and talk some more about this. I'm getting excited here just talking about overcoming pressure, but you're going to have to have, you're going to have to have a good attitude. Okay. And then notice what the apostle Paul says here in, in verse 16, 2 Corinthians 4, 16. He says, therefore do not lose heart. So that's something else. You're going to have to uh, not lose heart. Uh, let me say it another way. You're going to have to keep your hopes up. Uh, you, if you're going to not succumb to the devil's pressure, you can't be a quitter. People who are quitters, well, really, what does that quitting come from? It's coming from succumbing to the devil's pressure. He says, he says, we do not lose heart. So, Hey, when the devil hits you with pressure, keep a good attitude and make a decision. We're not going to, we're not going to give up. We're not going to quit. Bless God. We're not going to lose heart. And then he says, watch this. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet our inward man is being renewed day by day. So what is he saying here? What he's doing here is he's focusing on spiritual things, not natural things. He said, our outward man is perishing, but our inward man is being renewed day by day, our spirit, you know. So he, so, so he starts focusing not on the natural, but on the spiritual. And when you're hit with the devil's pressure, don't focus on the circumstances that the devil's hitting you with, but rather focus on spiritual things, you, you know, and, uh, and that's what Paul did. But let's get a little bit more on that. He says in verse 17, for our light affliction is but for a moment. Now, here's something else. When you're hit with pressure, don't maximize the pressure. 
but minimize it. And, and Paul, I mean, my goodness, he went through, so you talk about pressure. And what he's doing here is he's minimizing it. Not maximizing it, but minimizing it. He says our light affliction, so he sees all this tremendous pressure that he was under. I mean, a lot. Plus he had pressure. If you read into his life, he under pressure personally. And then he felt pressure on behalf of other people. Remember he talked about having the care of all the churches that he had started? I mean, you can experience not only pressure for yourself, but when loved ones, people you love, they get hit with different things and sickness or disease or whatever it is. There's a, there's a pressure that comes from that that actually can be an, and is, I think, in some ways worse than actually being hit with something yourself. When your loved one's hit with something, the pressure, it can be terrible. But what Paul is saying to do here is minimize it. Now that's easier said than done, but it must be done if you're going to overcome pressure. And he, he says, he, he considers what he was going through as light affliction. And he's minimizing it, and he says it's but for a moment. And that's something that's helpful. Realize that the pressures that you're going through are not going to last forever. They're but for a moment. I mean, at the time, it seems like it's going to last forever. But in the scheme of things, uh, you know, uh, it's going to pass. The Bible says this too shall pass, or it came to pass, or, you know, that's good to remember when you're hit with pressure. It will pass. You know, it's like the, the great 23rd Psalm, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Well, there's pressure there. But like one good preacher, several good preachers have said, you know, about that, that I've heard over the years, you know, when you're going through that valley, don't stop. Just keep on going, you know, because he says here this pressure is this affliction is but for a moment. It's momentary. And in the scheme of things, you know, I've been under pressures different times in my life. But now here I am. And, and those pressures have passed, you know, and we deal with pressures every day. There's things I'm dealing with now and there's things that, that have yet to come. But you know what? You know, you can learn how to deal with pressure. I may have alluded to this already, but, but let me say it again. You can learn how to deal with pressure and you can get better at it. I'm far better at dealing with pressure now than I was 25 years ago. I, you, you, you can get better at it. Uh, and we'll say some more about that as we go. But he says our light affliction, so minim keep a good attitude, minimize the pressure, realize it's momentary. And then he says it's working, it's working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Now, think about that. What, what he's saying there, I believe, is if we'll handle pressure properly, as we'll see, I'll give you a good a couple of good examples. If we handle pressure properly, it can work for us a far and great, exceeding and eternal reward. So remember that when you're going through pressure, handle it properly. I'm going to say some things to you about that in just a moment, more so how to handle it. We've already said some things, but I got some better things. Not better things, but some more things to say. But if we'll handle pressure properly, let me read what the Bible says. It says that uh, it will work for us a more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. 
So if you handle pressure properly, the rewards from handling it properly uh, will be great. And, and, and oftentimes will affect us eternally. You know, the pressure we're under now is temporary, but if we handle it properly according to God's word, the results, we can come out of that, through that, that pressure situation, handle it properly, come out of it, and, and it can affect great things, bring about good things for us and others for eternity, as we'll see. Now, let's read on here. He said, now watch this, verse 18, while we do not look at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. Let me read it again. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. What's he telling us? Don't focus on the circumstances that are causing the pressure, but but rather focus on the spiritual the spiritual things. Focus on God. Focus on God's word. Okay, and and, and I mean that's a powerful statement. He says, uh, I want to read it again. Do not look at, or do not focus on, or do not uh, put your your attention on the things that are seen, but the things which are not seen. Now listen. When circumstances hit us and pressure's on, hey, we, we don't ignore those circumstances, but what, what we do is we deal with those circumstances. And what we do is, is we keep that good attitude, we minimize the, the pressure, as we've already said, and don't focus on the circumstances that are causing the pressure, but rather the things that are seen, but focus on the things which are not seen over in the spirit realm, the word of God, you know, and the, and God himself, he's got the answers, focus on him and he'll bring you through that pressure situation. And then Paul goes on by the Holy Spirit and writes, for the things which are seen are temporary. See that thing you're going through that's got you under all that weight and pressure? It's temporary. We've already said that, but say it again. Repetition's the seed of learning. It's temporary. The things which are seen are temporary. You know, I mean, it's all going to pass away. You know, 100 years from now, that thing you're going through, is it going to make any difference? You know, 100 years from now, you're born again. You'll be with the Lord. You know what I'm saying? Unless you live, you know, unless you live to be 120. So I'll say it this way. 200 years from now, the thing you're going through isn't going to make any difference, you know, because you'll be with the Lord. I mean, now it seems so heavy, and how am I going to get through this? But in the scheme of things, it's light, it's momentary. Handle it properly, and if you'll handle the pressure properly, as I'm going to show you here, it it can affect you eternally, okay? So, don't look at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. The things that are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Hey, this makes me think about Elisha. Remember when Elisha was surrounded by an enemy army and his servant was nervous? <laughs> the servant was feeling a lot of pressure. You know, he goes to Eli Elisha, who was a seasoned prophet. You know, he'd been, he'd been through some things, you know, he'd been through some things with, with his mentor, Elijah. And so Elisha was more seasoned. He knew the Lord better. He, see, you can get to a point where you handle pressure better the more you do it. And, uh, and so, uh, 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 his servant says, Hey, we're surrounded by, by the enemy. And remember what Elisha did? He prayed and he asked the Lord to open his eyes. 
Because see, the servant was looking at the at the natural things, surrounded by the enemy's army, you know. And uh, and Elisha pray uh, says to the Lord, you praise the Lord, open the open the young man's eyes. And and remember, God opened his eyes. See, see the the young servant. You know, the servant was looking at the natural, just the things that are seen. But once he was able to go over and see and look in the spirit realm and 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 see the things which are not uh, visible to the natural eye, he was able to look over in the spirit and and my goodness, remember those that be with us are more than those that be with the enemy because remember the hillsides and all were surrounded with chariots of uh, 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 of of the angelic chariots of God, you know, and the warring angels and so forth were there to to help Elisha and his servant. But see, as long as that servant could just see the natural stuff, that was causing a lot of pressure when you're surrounded by by soldiers that, that want to kill you. You talk about pressure. But see, he was looking at the natural things, but Elisha was wanting him to see over in the spirit that the things which are not seen, and over there, man, there's chariots of fire, that the chariots of God. I mean, the angels of God. And, and, and you get to looking at that, boy, these, these natural men, these soldiers around us aren't nothing compared to them. See? And, and that'll, I mean, that'll, that'll take the pressure off right there. And it did. And, 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 uh, remember, uh, as it turns out, Elisha and his servant got out of that situation, you know. So let's don't look at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen, okay? Now, uh, let me say this to you. If you're taking notes, you ought to write this down. If we focus on the pressure, what is seen, it won't be light or momentary. If we focus on the pressure, it won't be light or momentary. If we focus on it. Now what I'm doing, I'm summing up in my own words, what I just said, what, what, what I just said, what the Bible just said, I'm going to sum it up in my own words. If we focus on the pressure, what is seen, if we focus on that, the pressure won't be light, it won't be momentary. But if we focus on that which is not seen, which we've just talked about, the pressure will be light, and it will be momentary. So, you, you know, you're in whatever you're in, and here comes the pressure. You focus on that pressure and those circumstances. It won't be light. It won't be momentary. It'll seem like it goes on forever. But if you'll do what God says do and focus on that which is not seen, focus, focus on Him. And, you know, we can't see God, but we know He's there. Focus on him and, 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 and his word and, and, and his power. Then that pressure that those circumstances, that pressure that you're under, it will be light. It will be momentary. And you know, I like what James chapter one verse two says that when it says this, consider it an opportunity for joy when various trials come to you. So here, when you're hit with, I've already said this, but let's say it again. When you're hit with the devil's pressure, count it all joy. Now that's easier said than none, but that's what the Bible says do and we can do it. So 
let's, when we're hit with the devil's pressure, let's keep a good attitude. Let's count it as an opportunity to have joy and just stick it in the devil's face. When, you know, that's got to freak the devil out. When he tries to put pressure on us and he, and he, and he does put pressure on us, not tries, but he does. He puts pressure on us and he, he expects us to start squirming. Huh? Hey, and then he looks and he sees that we're rejoicing and we're in joy. Why? Because we're looking at not which, that which we see, but that which we don't see. Don't ever let the devil see you sweat. You know, I, 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 I thought this was interesting years ago. Uh, a great boxer I, I made a statement. I don't remember his name right now, but he says, you know, you know, he said that when he gets hit real hard in the jar or whatever, you know, he just, he just, no matter how bad it hurts, he just acts unfazed. Tell you what, when your opponent hits you with his best shot and you just stand there unfazed, even though you might be hurting like the Dickens, you just stand there unfazed. That'll freak your opponent out. He just hit you with his best shot and it didn't phase you even, even though you want to, you want to start crying. You don't do it. You know what I'm talking about? Nothing wrong with crying, but you know what I'm talking about. You don't let the, don't let the devil, don't let the opponent see you sweat. And when he hits you with the, he's hit you with everything, including the kitchen sink, you, you just rejoice. That'll freak the devil out. I'm telling you it will. So, hey, let's go to 1 Corinthians 10 now, verse 13. Here's something else. This is such good news here. Oh, all of it's good news that we've talked about, but watch this. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. No temptation. Now, you know, temptations are pressures. So we could say this. No pressure has overtaken you except such as is common to man. So your situation isn't unique. You're not the only one that's gone through that. Many people have gone through it before you and many people have overcome it. Okay. And many people have it. Okay. Because they succumb to the pressure. But here's the thing. No temptation, but you're going to overcome it because you're listening to this word of God here and you're going to put it into practice. Okay. No temptation or pressure has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted or we could say pressured beyond what you are able. Now that's good news. Now listen, God will not keep us from pressure. He will allow us to go through pressure. You know, this just came to me. I was thinking about this. But if you think about uh, like diamonds, I think, don't they start off as coal? But after, you know, thousands of years of pressure, they turn into diamonds. Now, the pressure is, is, and I'm not sure if they start off as coal. Maybe you can send me an email and help me on that. But I do know this, that it's the pressure on, on the substance over time turns something that isn't so good, you know, you know, something that's not so pretty into something that's very pretty and valuable. And really, the same thing's true. You know, we don't enjoy pressure when we're going through it, but actually, I've been under so under a lot of pressure at different times in my life. And you know what? Looking back at it, you know, I didn't like it when I was going through it, but you know what? Now that I've come through it by the grace of God, it's made me better. I'm better today than than, than I was all those years ago because because of the pressures of life. Weren't, again, weren't no fun going through, but it's made me better. Okay. 
And so, but, but here's the thing. God won't exempt you from the circumstances of life or pressure, but he'll be there with you through it. And notice this. He'll not, now this you need to know. He'll never allow you to be pressured beyond what you are able. Now, this is primarily talking about being tempted with sin, but it can apply to other areas as well. And so know this, whatever you're going through, okay, all right, whatever the devil's hitting you with, God's not going to allow the devil to, to hit you with anything that you can't overcome if you'll do what God tells you to do. Okay. And, uh, but notice this says with the temptation. So, so God will not allow you to be pressured or tempted beyond what you're able, but with that pressure, with that temptation, he will make the way of escape. Well, that's good news. And, uh, that you might be able to bear it, bear it. He'll make the way of escape that you might be able to bear it. Now that's good news. Now, uh, we're going to look at, at at some things we can do that that uh, some things we can. We're going to look at some avenues of escape that God has provided for us that I want to teach you about how to how to uh, uh, get out of pressure situations. Okay. Now I've already said a bunch to you. I mean, we could stop right now and you'd have enough to you'd be better off than when we we first started teaching here today. But I got more for you. But I want to say this. And, and if you're taking notes, these are just some, some things here that I think will really help you all. So listen to this. You know, have you ever seen a pressure cooker? You know, my wife, I, I think she's got a pressure cooker and, and, uh, that thing, you know, it, it'll steam and all of that. And, you know, when that thing's at its, when that thing, when that baby's bubbling and, you know, all that, you don't want to take the lid off of that. I mean, I don't because, you take the lid off of that and all that steam, I mean, you can get burned. You can, you know what I'm talking about. So here's the thing. When you're under pressure, now listen to this. When you're under pressure, if you're taking notes, write this down. When you're under pressure, don't take the lid off the pressure cooker. Don't take the lid off the pressure cooker. Okay? Uh, when you're under the devil's pressure, now all listen to this. Or when you're under pressure, okay? Never make a decision to relieve the pressure. Never make a decision to relieve the pressure. If you do that, you're going to be playing right into the devil's hands. Now, I didn't say that you should never make a decision under pressure. See, we all have to make decisions under pressure. Okay, it's it's a lot easier to make a decision when you're not under pressure. But all of us, we get in these situations, the pressure's on, okay? Now, what I did say is, I said this, I said, never make a decision to relieve the pressure, okay? I didn't say you should never make a decision under pressure. I said you should never make a decision to relieve the pressure, let me give you an example. Uh, we'll pick on car salesmen here. I, I think we've probably all been, maybe all, maybe not everybody, but most people been to buy a car. They can put you under some pressure. 
And, and I've already watched people that the car salesman, you know, there's good car salesmen out there. Don't misunderstand me, but typically, you know, you get out on that lot and they'll start, I mean, they'll, they'll, you get under pressure and they'll pressure you and pressure you and pressure you. And I've watched people, you know, succumb to a car salesman's pressure. You know, and, and I, I've been out there and they try to sell me cars and you got to do it today, 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 today. You know, I found if God's in something today, he's going to be in it tomorrow. You got to do it now, got to do it now, got to do it now, you know. And uh somebody's coming later today to buy this car. You got to get it now. You know, all that stuff, you know, and, and, and uh you know. Pressure, 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 you know, and then, and then, well, for a little bit more, you could, I could get you into this car over here, you know, a little bit more adds up to a whole lot. Well, you know, you see what I'm saying? Pressure, pressure, pressure. And I've watched people, I've never done this myself, but I've watched people succumb to a car salesman's pressure just to get that guy to just back off. And they bought the car that they couldn't afford. And then they get the thing, they're into the thing, and now here come the payments and they can't make the payments. You know, what did they do? They may, and then they ultimately lose the car. You get repo, repo man comes. Hey, what did they do? They made a decision. They, 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 they were under pressure and they, they took the, the lid of the pressure cooker off. They made a decision to relieve the pressure. And they relieve the pressure by giving in to the salesman. Okay, they the pressure's off, but now they're they got a car that they can't afford, or whatever the case. Okay, and they get themselves in trouble. See, they made a decision to relieve the pressure. They made a decision to relieve the pressure. And uh, when we make decisions to relieve the pressure. Take the lid of the pressure cooker off to stop the pressure. Uh, you can you 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 can make some some bad decisions. Uh, I, I know in my life there was a certain individual years ago that would put pressure on me, and and he wanted me to jump through his hoops, and uh, wanted me to do what he wanted wanted done, and, and and put great pressure on me. And if I didn't do what he wanted done, you know. It, it would just increase the pressure. That was a terrible time in my life. And, uh, and there were some, some things that I did. There were some times, a few instances where I, I made a decision to, uh, relieve the pressure, relieve the, get, get him to just back off. And, and I, and I made, made a, a decision to relieve the pressure, take the lid of the pressure cooker off, so to speak. And, yeah, it stopped his pressure. I did what he wanted done, but I was stuck. It left me stuck in, in, in some, some situations that, uh, uh, you know, that, that was not good. Uh, it was not good. And, uh, uh, I mean, in one case, I mean, as time went on, I, I, I just, I saw, I can't, I can't keep, he's putting me under this pressure, under this pressure. And, uh, it, I, you know, you know, yeah, I, I do what he wants done, and then the pressure he stops pressuring me, but I'm stuck, as I said. But over time, I said, now that that's that's enough. I can't, 
I, 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 I I'm not going to succumb to this man's pressure anymore. You know, and I remember one situation that that he had pressured me so bad. And I'm, I'm not saying this to put him down. I'm saying this to help you. He had pressured me so that that finally I just stood up and I said, no, I'm not going to do this certain thing that you want me to do. And thank God I did because it 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 would have cost me my back at that time. Now it doesn't come in handy for me now, but back at that time it would have cost me my teaching license. I was a I was a, a math teacher, you know, and it would have cost me that. I won't go into all the details of it, but it would have cost me if I'd listened. If I would have succumbed to this guy's pressure, and after years of succumbing to it, I I finally decided. You know, I, I was under great pressure and I made a decision under pressure. No, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do what you're, what you're pressuring me to do. And I'm glad that I didn't succumb to the pressure because it would have cost me my teaching license and, and I, I use that for about 10 years to make a living. It would have cost me that. See, we gotta be watchful of pressure. And, and, you know, we talk about the devil putting you under pressure, but, you know, people, a lot of times will put you under pressure. Maybe they're yielding to the devil. Maybe they're not. But people can put you under pressure. Like we talked about a car salesman, but there's a whole lot of other people besides that that put you under pressure. And it's not a good thing. And uh, we don't ever want to make a decision when we're under the pressure, whether it be the devil or a person's pressure. We never make a decision to relieve that pressure. But but we make a decision under pressure, uh, and, and we do it based on the word of God and the leading of the Holy Spirit. We'll say more to that about that as we go. And, and if we'll do that, we'll make right decisions. So, hey, don't ever make a decision to relieve pressure, but under pressure, you know, look to God and, and, and make right decisions under pressure. And, and then the, 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 there'll be a way of escape. God will make a way of escape. I think you get what I'm saying. Okay. Now, having said that, let me, uh, what I'm going to do here is I'm going to close with this next statement and then I'm going to make this a two part series because time's slipping away and I don't want to rush through this, this last part, uh, because, uh, what I'm going to show you next week is how Jesus dealt with pressure. Three things that he did. That dealt with how he dealt with pressure. It'll help us all immensely. But I want to close with this right here. Uh, think about the Hebrew children, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And this will sum up pretty much everything I, I, I've said today. Uh, they were under pressure. Remember, Nebuchadnezzar had built, had a built had built an image of himself, you know, and that image was built and the music would play and everybody was supposed to bow down when the music played and worship the image. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they said, we're not going to do it. And so the king heard about it. Long story short, he was angry and he's going to throw him in a fiery furnace and he had it heated up, what's that, seven times hotter than it was before and and all of that. And he gives them one last chance. Now, you guys either bow when the music plays, bow to, bow to me, bow to this idol over here, or you're going in the fiery furnace. And, 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 and they're under pressure. I mean, that's pressure. Now, that's, talk about pressure. You know, you either do what Nebuchadnezzar once done, or you're going in the fiery furnace. 
And, uh, I, I like, I like what those guys said, how they answered him. They said, they said this. They said, King, listen, our God is able to deliver us from this furnace. So we're not going to bow down to you. He's able to deliver us, but watch this. They said, but even if he doesn't deliver us, we're still not going to bow. I tell you, you want to become fireproof. That's the attitude you have, okay? That we're going to serve God no matter what. And, and, and as long as he's answering our prayers, we're going to serve him. But even if he doesn't answer our prayers, we're still going to serve him, you know? I mean, I like, I like those, I like those, those guys. He, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. King, we're not bowing down. God's able to deliver us. But even if he doesn't, we're still not going to bow. Now they're under pressure. They, but they didn't take the lid off the pressure cooker. They could have. They could have just said, okay, King, okay, all right, we've, we've thought better of this. We're going to bow. Play the music. We're going to bow. And just that quick, they could have taken the lid off the pressure cooker. They, did, they wouldn't have had to go in the fiery furnace. That would have been the end of it. But think about that. If they'd have done that, I mean, if they'd have done that, they more than likely, they wouldn't have even been recorded in the Bible. And, 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 and that great story, which I'm going to conclude with here, would have never happened. You know, think about all the good things that will never happen if we succumb to the devil's pressure. But they didn't succumb. They didn't take the lid off the pressure cooker. They didn't, see, they didn't make a decision to relieve the pressure, but under the pressure, they made a decision. They made the right decision that we are going to serve God no matter what. And of course, into the fire they went. And guess what? The second member of the Trinity, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God, showed up. And remember, uh, 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 the king, Nebuchadnezzar, came down there and he looked in there and he said, I thought I put three guys in there. I see four and the fourth one's like unto the Son of God. And it was, it was Jesus, the second member of the Trinity. He was in there with him. See, God doesn't keep us from the fiery furnaces of life, but he'll He'll uh, sustain us through the fiery furnaces of life, and he'll get right in there with us. And, uh, and 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 he made the way of escape for him. He showed up in that fire, and he delivered them out of that fire. They came out of that fire, you know. And and they didn't even. I mean, not only were they not burned, they didn't even smell of smoke. <laughs> I mean, you think about that. And uh, what a deliverance! See, if they had taken the lid off the pressure cooker. They could have, like I said, relieved the pressure, but that, that, the story, we don't get this story, but worse than that, just think of the testimony they would have had before God. It would have cost them greatly. But they, they didn't take the pressure off the pressure cooker. They didn't relieve the pressure. They made a good decision under pressure and, and it was the right decision. And they had this miraculous deliverance out of this fire. Not even smelling a smoke, totally survived it, everything wonderful. And, uh, and, and not only that, it, it shocked Nebuchadnezzar so much that he glorified the God of heaven. He glorified God as a result of it. Think about that. I mean, uh, uh, think about it. Uh, uh, this heathen king now, he's, he's, he, it touches his heart. I mean, it, 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 however you want to say it, he glorified God as a result. And he, he gave a promotion to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They got promoted. 
But think about if they would have bowed down and relieved the pressure back before, back yonder. They wouldn't have got... Nebuchadnezzar, not only would we have not had a, had a great story, but of God's... We, 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 would have, we wouldn't have seen God's delivering power there. But But it wouldn't have affected Nebuchadnezzar, soul winning tool, see? He wouldn't have been affected for the good and they wouldn't have got promoted. So, you see, uh, so, so, so they didn't succumb to the pressure. They did the things we were talking about here and, uh, it worked, uh, 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 remember it worked, uh, 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 how did, how did the Bible say it? Uh, a, a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. You think about that. I mean, you know, uh, that, that pressure they were under was momentary, but look at all the glory that's come out of that and, and goes on even to this time and on for eternity. Think about that. Well, anyway, some things about pressure. I trust this has helped you this evening, but this is just the end of part one. And I'm going to pick up, like I said, next Wednesday night with part two of this. And we're going to look at how three ways that Jesus, our Lord, dealt with pressure and uh it's gonna really 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 help help all of us okay i know it'll help you okay so tune in again here next wednesday for the conclusion of this okay and hey don't forget pastor diane will have her uh friday night uh teaching on the beatitudes i tell you she's doing a great job she'll encourage you with that and then don't forget next sunday summit Summit Church, 10, 10 a.m. We're continuing with Jesus's healing crusades. Okay. Okay. God bless you. It's been so good to be with you and we'll see you real soon. Okay. Bye bye.